Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the uh, annual Fast Friday Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing Press Conference. I'm Jerry Punch of ESPN and ABC. It's my <coughs> pleasure to serve as a moderator today. Joining us this morning to my left are two of the three owners of Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan, the 1986 Indianapolis 500 champion, three-time open-wheel champion, uh, who is competing as an owner for his 27th season, dating back to 1992 when he and a colleague, Carl Hogan, teamed up to win an open-wheel championship in that very first year. Please welcome Bobby Rahal. Beside him uh, are actually the other owner here today, successful international businessman and longtime IndyCar owner, sponsor, and supporter, folks. This is his 45th Indianapolis 500. Yeah, he started when he was six years old, right, Mike? Uh, Mike Lanigan, five, five. Five, five years old. I'm sorry. I didn't, didn't mean to age you there. <laughs> The, uh, okay, the driver of the number 15 United Reynolds Honda, uh, who will be making his 11th start in the Indy 500, Graham Rahal. Uh, the driver of the number 30 MyJack Panasonic Honda, and he is the reigning champion of the Indianapolis 500, uh, Takuma Sato. And uh, the driver of the number 64 Scuderia Corsa Manitowoc Honda, who is on his way, by the way, making his 10th Indy 500 start, maybe. Uh, in fifth with Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan, if he gets at a press conference. Uh, his car is entered by a Scuderia Corsa with Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan, and that is Oriol Servia, who will be here momentarily. And of course, uh, the <coughs> team principal for the championship winning Scuderia Corsa IMSA team and co entrant <laughs> for the 64 Scuderia Corsa Manitowoc Honda, uh, Giacomo Mattioli. Giacomo, great to have you with us. Thank you very much. We'll start out with, uh, with Bobby. And Bobby, uh, if you would, as an owner, uh, address the excitement, energy, uh, and emotion of returning to Indy with a three-car team this year, which includes the reigning Indianapolis 500 champion. Well, it's been, uh, you know, it's fantastic to be able to, to put it all together this year to have uh, Takuma return to us. Uh, uh, we almost won the 500 together back in 2012, I guess it was, and uh, uh, and so we uh, really. We're pleased that uh, Takuma rejoined us, and obviously having Graham here, uh, we've knocked on the door here the last several years uh, with him uh, to, uh, uh, to to win this race uh, with with him would be something obviously special as it would be with Takuma, and then this year bringing back uh, uh, bringing back uh, uh, Mr. Servia, who's a good friend and been a good good teammate and a, a, a good friend a good friend of our team. Uh, Amongst other things, uh, great to have him back with us, and, and we really welcome Giacomo to our uh, to partner with us in running uh, Oriole this year. Uh, I think it's, you know, I said to somebody the other day that I think we have as strong a, a group as any team out there with these three drivers, and uh, we're really looking forward. There's been a lot of work done over the course of this week. Uh, we're looking forward to today. Uh, Looking forward to the weekend for sure, and then of course the race. And uh, um, so I'm I'm really pleased that we're able to come here to the, to the 500, which is uh, I know well what the impact of this race does to a person's life, let alone career. And uh, so it's a thrill to always come back here uh, and participate in this uh, tremendous event. Thank you, Bobby. Mike, uh, we mentioned your 45th Indianapolis 500. Talk about the excitement of the off season and all, all the things that came together to uh, be able to unite a number of sponsors, old sponsors, new sponsors, with this three-car team as you head into uh, the Indianapolis 500. 
Well, it's uh, first of all, welcome everybody and good morning and thank you for coming in so early. I was hoping they'd have coffee for everybody, but I guess not. Uh, Ariel, one other thing, by the way, the race is Sunday at 11 a.m. sharp. Okay, so don't be late, please. Um, but yeah, I've been coming here for 45 years. I started out as a fan in the snake pit in turn one, when it was in turn one, and I don't remember who won it, but I know I had a lot of, I had a good time. Uh, but we've been working with Bob uh, and, and working with partnerships with some of our sponsors, and you know, I, our companies do a lot of business with, uh, with a lot of our sponsors currently, and, and we're, we've done a great job of promoting how we can help them create more sales. And, and uh, we've been very fortunate to have some great sponsors, you know, like United Rentals and Manitowoc, and of course we got Giacomo on board right now, and welcome, welcome to our team, Giacomo. Um, and, uh, but, you know, every, every year when I come here, I get the same feeling of the thrill and the excitement of the opportunity of, of winning uh, a race here someday in my lifetime before I die, guys. Okay, one of you guys? I don't care who comes in first, you know, with just one, two, three, any combination, I'm okay with it. But uh, it's a thrill to be here, and I want to thank all our sponsors for being here, and, and uh, uh, it's amazing how the thrill never goes away, you know. All winter you're waiting for it. and. Of course, there's a lot of uh, excitement here. There's a lot of happiness and a, and a lot of uh, disappointments. And so we think we're going to have a lot of happiness. And, and, uh, and thank you very much for, for being here. And again, Giacomo, I'm proud to have you on board. And, and uh, we, will, we look forward to working with you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, Graham Rahal. Graham, you mentioned in the offseason in the last few months how excited you were about how hard the team has worked here for the month of May. In the Grand Prix last Saturday, you drove from the back to the front with no help of caution flags, just a very, very competitive car and a lot of desire. So you showed that the team and you could get this done. Talk about the preparations and now the expectations for what's going to happen in the Indy 500, especially coming off that fastest lap of the day yesterday at over 226. Yeah, yesterday was a great day for us uh, to, to be able to bounce back, you know, from, from the day before. And... Uh, you know, I think it just does a lot for the guys. I mean, I know that ultimately a great tow lap like that doesn't give you a great indication of a qualifying car, even a race car. But uh, it's nice to see the number on the board and uh, certainly, you know, lets everybody rest a little easier knowing that it's in it at least. Um, but, you know, I think uh, last, you know, last weekend we had a, a, you know, a good battle from the back, but kind of don't want to really be, I, I guess I'm kind of known for that, but I don't necessarily really want to continue that. Um, I'd rather start up front. So today and the next couple of days is going to be extremely important for us uh, from that perspective. But, uh, you know, our team on the United Rentals number 15, as well as these guys, uh, have, been, uh, have been working extremely hard to, uh, to put a competitive car on the track. Uh, last couple of days really to focus on a, on a race car, get that a little bit, uh, a little bit better, which I think that we finally... You know, last uh, last nine in the last run felt very competitive, which was which was awesome. Um, actually, felt better than even putting the lap on the board. I just I knew that we were in a in a much better spot than the day before. But you know, as Dad said, we've got uh, a great lineup here. Um, you know, all of us have felt the same things in the cars. The same changes have uh, have been able to bounce back and forth and work successfully, which is your which is your always your goal as a team. And, um, you know, I think that our team is poised for, for a great result. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can all run up front in the end. You know, we talked about it last week, but one of the things that's great about this month is United Rentals is putting up $50 a lap, 
you know, for me to complete every lap, which they always have done for our Turns for Troops initiative. But this month, it's going to be all of us. So if uh, we can all go complete every lap of the 500, it's a lot of money raised to, to help our vets. So uh, certainly that's on our mind as well. Thank you, Graham. And that's over $35,000, by the way, for the uh, Turns for Troops. And uh, that's, an, that's an incredible effort for United Rentals uh, to be able to give back. Now, Takuma. Uh, your car owner, Bobby Rahal, talks about there is a life before you win the Indy 500, and then there's a life after you win the Indy 500. You walked out of here last year as an Indy 500 champion and became an international superstar around the world, and especially in your homeland. Describe to us what this last year has been like for you. Well, uh, good morning, everyone, first of all. Um, it's an amazing journey uh, in the last past year. I mean, since really the day one uh, came to the U.S. and participated in the series, I guess, that's the whole about Indy 500. Of course, we want to win the race, many races as possible, as well as the championship, but uh, the 500 is, is just nothing like it. And, um, yeah, winning before and after, um, what you do is exactly the same, you know, drive a car fast and try to be competitive, competitive as possible, but obviously the environment has been changed a lot. Um, I met so many persons and great people who um, you probably ever thought about it before in your life, and uh, so many things happening, but um, I guess I just really appreciate that, um, you know, come back to the Indy and still driving and uh, the people cheering and I, you know, I don't know how to say it, but the commitment and, and anybody's and um, support is the one thing that I really feel so appreciate and uh, the proud to be part of uh, making a new history for the, um, for the Japanese driver. So it was definitely a special moment and a special year. Great to have you back, Takuma, uh, uh, as the Indy 500 champion. Oriole. Last year, there was a Spaniard competing in the Indianapolis 500 that got a lot of uh, a lot of coverage. A lot of people are excited about. And the good news is, you're back. Uh, no, seri seriously, uh, it's just you know, great to have you here. Uh, describe to us, explain to us uh, the relationships. Scuderia Corsa coming on board in partnership with Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan uh, as a part of this operation and for your car here. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, uh, good morning, everyone. Sorry, I was late. A um, little bit late. I brought a note, though, from my daughter. Uh, um, I hope that'll work. <laughs> uh, no, so we're, we're all super excited, obviously. I think it's my 10th in the 500. It's, it's the fifth time I'm going to do it with, with uh, this group of people. Um, and, and it's great. We wait all year to come here in May. Uh, we really do. We, we, you know, we, we, we try to find the sponsors, and then from the team side, they, they put a huge amount of hours in the development and and trying to understand what are the best pieces of each car to put in each car for the race. But, um, you know, it's not just being here. Like, everyone at this table, everyone at the team, everyone from Escudria Corsa really has, um, has one aim, which is to, to win this thing. You know, um, I had good races here, really good races. But last year, I think, is, is the time that I really thought it was my race, um, especially the last 50 laps. I had a rocket ship underneath me. We did pass um, almost every car on the field. And, and towards the last stages, I really thought it was going to be between uh, Taku and, and, and myself. So I wasn't, I wasn't completely wrong. Um, <laughs> um, but, but honestly, we're, we're, we're so excited. And, and when um, I live in Los Angeles, uh, same place that Giacomo lives, and, and when I heard that they were really... Uh, 
interested in looking in, in, in stepping into, uh, into this world, um, I had to make sure that we were part of the same, uh, same operation. And, and the second I explained to him, um, you know, what, how, how well this, uh, this team works and, and how hard they, they, you know, they try everyone to, to win, I think was a, a no-brainer to, to join forces. Thank you very much, Oriol. And Giacomo, if you would just add to that, uh, from championship sports car team to now taking the step uh, with Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan into uh, IndyCar racing, into the Verizon IndyCar series, and the biggest race in the world. Great to have you here, by the way. Just, but describe that step that you've taken. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, first, I really need to thanks again, Bobby and Mike, to have, uh, you know, give me the opportunity to join them. It's been a, an honor, a very humble, uh, you know, experience. So we're very excited to be here. Uh, as a boy, you know, growing up in Modena, you know, I grew up with uh, open wheel racing. You know, Modena. Uh, it's obviously where the Ferrari factory is located, and uh, through some, uh, you know, I was lucky enough through some family connection. And I met Enzo Ferrari, I was very young, and uh, he actually, I remember him talking about the Indy 500. And, um, you know, then I, you know, had the opportunity to come here in the United States and start my own racing team. And over the years, you know, um, watching the 500, we came here in also 2014 with the GT racing uh, with IMSA. And it was a good race for us, so I have a great memory for Indianapolis. Um, we had the opportunity, I had the opportunity to spend some time, you know, with uh, Thousand Bell and Stefan Johansson talking about, you know, the Indy 500 and how it's possible and feasible to be a one-off entry and uh, be competitive. And that's what we want to be. And that's why we're here and joining with the best in the, in the class. So we're very excited and we're looking forward to develop even further the relationship with IndyCar. Thank you, Giacomo. Great to have you here. Now I'll open it up to questions. If you would raise your hand, wait for the microphone, identify yourself, your affiliation, and to whom your question is being addressed. Yes. Okay. Bob Kravitz with WTHR here in, in Indianapolis. For the three drivers, we always hear how qualifying is just a white knuckler, that it's the most challenging part of the month. Why is that, and what are the sensations that you feel when you're qualifying? Um, I think, um, I guess qualify is one part of the race for the uh, excitement, to be honest. Um, I mean, it, the race day is a week later, and I think it's a different scenario usually. But uh, you can judge the, how the team and driver and the cars really all come together in qualify if you do the, um, you know, over or near 230 miles per hour in average, that's the uh, a sensation of the speed. It's, it's just a fantastic thing. And plus, you know, you, you really prove the, uh, the speed of the car. And uh, I think that's quite important, especially for this year. Seems to be um, still possible, of course, but it's, uh, it's quite difficult to follow uh, each other right now. So I think it, the qualify is uh, it's kind of quite important uh, than, 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 than I feel last year. I mean, I, I think it's just, uh, it, it, there's a lot of intensity that goes into it. One of the biggest tricks, I think, to qualifying at Indy is not to overthink it. Don't let too many thoughts kind of flash through your mind. Um, 
it's easier said than done. You know, as you start to pull the downforce off, particularly this car this year, you know, to, to find barely any drag, you're removing hundreds of pounds of downforce. And, you know, and every step of the way is, uh, is, just, is just more that you need to hang on, you know. And uh, so when you know that you have to go out and do that for four laps and try to put it all together and try to, you know, keep it between the lines and everything else, it's, it's a difficult, you know, it's a difficult thing to do. Um, at the same time, it's very important. You know, clearly starting up front, um, you know, is awesome here. I've started, you know, fourth before, never on the front row, but close. And I've started, you know, third from last. Um, ironically, starting third from last was my best finish ever. But it's, to me, you know, if you can start up front, it just makes your life easier. Uh, this car is going to be harder. I think it's harder to get the speed out of it, you know, for that last little bit. And so we're focused so much on every little detail to try to make it go fast. You know, ultimately, it's down to us to make it happen. Microphone. Uh, for Bobby and for, for Graham, Elton Alexander with the Plain Dealer. Um, Bobby, talk about you've gone through a lot of transitions with new cars. What do you share with your guys about, hey, look at this and don't worry about that and all these different variations? And then with Graham, you, you hinted on it just a minute ago. How important, if, if the track was, I mean, if the times are going to be as close as you think they are, how important is it going to be to have the right line for uh, qualifying? Well, uh, I'll answer your question, Elton, on, in terms of, you know, the input I give to them is pretty much ignored um, across the board. Uh, you know, they always tell me, well, you know, you stopped racing 20 years ago, so what do you know? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I really don't give them much advice of anything because I, I'm not out there. I'm not driving this car. I, I do observe, uh, and it's clear uh, that this car this year is a very difficult car to get right. And uh, all you have to do is read the driver's comments at the end of each day, and it's, I don't think there's anybody happy out there. I think it's, it's degrees of less unhappy that, that's out there. And... Uh, uh, it's this is it's tough uh, so it's um, yeah so for me to venture in and, and give ideas on setup it's you know it would be and I rightfully it would be ignored because again I'm not driving it and, and not uh, intimately involved with it but um, it's still uh, it's still a big challenge big thrill for us to be here and I'm just glad that uh, uh, as I said earlier I'm glad that we're all you know, we've got this group of drivers because I think in the end, that's what it really that's going to separate the teams. Is you know, I mean, it always does. But what I mean by that is how well they work together. Uh, Takuma, Oriel, and Graham all like the same car, and I think that's a big advantage. I'm sure some of the other teams have that same uh, kind of relationship between their drivers, but that's that's really important. And I'm, I'm glad we've got three cars this year with three drivers like this, and what we've had in the past where maybe it's been one car or two cars. Bruce. Bruce Martin with Auto Week. Uh, back when your father drove, we always heard the term knife edge setup. Are the cars back now to where it is a knife edge setup? You don't have a whole lot of, I mean, you got to basically get it right there on that knife edge in order for it to be right. Well, I think there's a common misconception that it hasn't been that way. I mean, you know, I, it's like a lot of people think that the last handful of years have been easy. 
And that's just not the case. You know, when I first came into this, you know, maybe it was less competitive. And so, you know, frankly, you could get away with not pushing to the edge as much as it is today. But I'd say from, man, you know, 2010, 11, I mean, you're hanging it out all the time. Um, you know, from, from our perspective this year, we've all been trying to figure out a way to kind of answer Elton's second question too is I've been trying to find a way to make this thing go around here as fast as you can with as little steering as possible, all while making sure that you can trust the rear of the car and not spin it. Spinning on a road course is one thing. Spinning around here is a whole different. And so, uh, you know, we've been, uh, we've been trying to dance this fine line the entire time. Um, you know, we, we've all tried different things, you know, for qualifying uh, to just try to figure out, the, and for the race, to figure out what exactly it wants. Um, seems like the tires are pretty tricky just to get an understanding on that. But it certainly hasn't been easy by any stretch of the imagination for anybody. You know, you go over to the driver bus lot and you'll, you'll hear enough of that. But, uh, you know, we're working hard. And today, hopefully, Mother Nature will be nice to us here. Uh, looks more promising than I expected. But, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some laps out there, get some clean qual runs. It looks like, you know, rain could come in the early afternoon, last I looked. And if that's the case, then, the, you know, the first few hour, first hour is going to be a zoo. But we really need to try to figure out how to get some laps clear you know, each of us individually figure out where we stand and go from there. But trust me, everybody's hanging it out. I mean, watch yesterday. You know, guys, even, you know, the king of speed, Mr. Elio, you know, he goes out there and, you know, he's, uh, you can see, puts up a big lap on brand new tires and has to come in the next lap. This isn't easy, you know, and if, if anybody is able to hang on and complete four laps, it's Elio, you know, and so it, you can see that how tricky this is at, at, at this time. So I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that it's been easy before, but I do think that this year it is gonna be really close across the board. I think there's gonna be a lot of people in a very tight window. The consumer audio industry is moving rapidly to electric. Do any of you foresee a hybrid or an electric car at ND anytime soon? I get that one? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't think, any, not soon. I've been to a Formula E race, and I mean, it's interesting. Um, I, I certainly couldn't see that here at this track. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you never say never, right? But, uh, you know, hybrids, I think, why not? It's just a cost issue. Um, you know, I think that's why we haven't seen hybrid power plants up to this point, and, and may not for some time. So, um I mean, it's, um, it's interesting. I, I think that, you know, at one point, um, and this may sound a little bit of a little heresy here, but at one point, obviously, we were very intimately tied with the automobile industry and the future of the automobile industry. I think it's different today. And, um, and so what, while electric or hybrid might make sense in your everyday roads, I'm not sure it has any real, you know, value here per se. Um, and clearly, electric has a lot of uh, restrictions that, um, I mean, right now it takes two cars to do a 75-mile race or 100-mile race in, in Formula E, and they're changing that for next year. But to do 500 miles, uh, at this stage, we'd have to have 10 cars uh, that they have to get in and out of. So I think the restrictions are such that I don't see that happening anytime soon. But, you know, as I say, never say never. Okay, one more question. We're running close on time. Sorry, I have two, and 
Uh, one, <laughs> one for Bobby and one for Mr. Jacqueline. Uh, Bobby, just a um, uh, question to understand the situation correctly. You have some internal changes in the team, when I was informed correctly. I mean, the engineer of Graham, Eddie Jones, is now engineering Takuma. That's Can correct. you explain uh, the reason why this was done? Uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, obviously Graham had a lot of success with Eddie. Uh, we felt that Eddie would be, uh, you know, re the, the right guy for, for Takuma. Uh, we also had Tom German, who we brought in, uh, what, last year, I suppose, again. Uh, and, of course, Tom had been with uh, Rogers' team's team manager for, uh, or technical director, I should say, for a number of years, Gilles uh, um, DeFerrin's engineer. So very experienced and having Tom on board, uh, I think really um, improved the depth of our group, our engineering group. We have, we're lucky. We probably were over-engineered <laughs> given we're a one-card team over the years, but it was a, you know, thanks to Mike, uh, the commitment that we've made was if there are good people available. Uh, Mike Talbot, for example, is engineering uh, uh, Oriole. You know, Mike was, uh, Mike was at Newman Haas Lanigan. He, he was uh, Justin Wilson's uh, engineer. Uh, for several years there. So, uh, you know, we've been fortunate to be able to have the, this great core of engineering and we can move it around as, as we think, um, where we think it would work best. And I think that's why we did it this year. And, and it seems to be, I think, working pretty well. You know, Takuma's, you know, Takuma's had a lot of bad luck this year, frankly, but the performance has been pretty strong. So, um, uh, you know, we'll, uh, I, I think the move was a good one, so. And uh, one for you, uh, as a new entrant to IndyCar, does that mean maybe in long term you will close your GT operation and also you mentioned Stefan Johansson. Is he still a sporting director in your Scuderia Corsa? Yes and yes. So uh, yes, Stefan is still a sporting director. Uh, I think he just texts me asking me what about breakfast. So I mean, he's very committed to, <laughs> to the operation. Just kidding aside, he's a great friend. We met many years ago when he was driving for Ferrari. So uh, as far as the GT operation, absolutely not. I mean, we're very committed to it. Uh, you know, we had uh, tremendous success. We have great drivers. And, um, you know, we have a great program, the Ferrari Challenge. Um, so um, the, the, two, the two things will coexist if we commit full-time for the IndyCar next year. So... Okay, we'll end on this one quickly. Bobby, uh, you are Oriole's friend, Takuma's strategist, and Graham's dad. Mm -hmm. If they're running one, two, three with a couple laps to go, how conflicted will you be? Huh. Well, you know, I hope we get Go to that. goes by age. I hope we get by. I, <laughs> I hope we get to that point. <laughs> I hope to be conflicted. Um, well, I'm Takuma's, you know, guy, right? And you know. Our, our, we have in our company. It's uh, it's rule number two. I won't tell you what rule number one is, but rule number two is don't take your teammate out. And uh, so that's all I care about is you know if if it's down to the three of them, with one lap to go, may the best man win. Uh, but don't take each other out doing it. How about a three-way tie? There you go. <laughs> hey, gentlemen, thank you on behalf of Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan. Thanks for coming. Thanks for your coverage, and uh, have a great morning.